Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Stassi J Unplugged Podcast. Guess who's hosting today? Your boy Jannard, aka Nard Villain. It's not about me today, it's about Stassi. She is, her Instagram is turning what, three years old now? Three wow. years old. That's awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit about her journey here on Instagram. Everything from podcasting to being a builder to Rose Chronicles and everything in between. So, and I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. I'm so honored to be on this side of the podcasting realm and be interviewing you. I'm seriously honored because you've interviewed me a couple of times or a lot of the times, and now I get the pleasure of interviewing you. So thank you for letting me interview you and happy three-year anniversary on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And thank you, Nard, so much for wanting to interview me. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to be sitting on this side of the interview chair and getting to you know answer questions and you guys kind of get to see a little behind the scenes look at the last three years of sims uh i say sims casting that's where my brain's at sims the granting (laughs) and sims content creating it has been a journey second to none and i can't wait to dive in a little bit more and yeah everyone do you guys get to learn a little bit more about me well honestly i mean i've only known you almost for a year Mm -hmm. and uh probably a little bit yeah almost a year and um and what i've noticed just from just from the year is all the things that you've done on instagram within the last three years which i'll go ahead and give the audience a little teaser that being the fact that you've now become within the three years a freaking paid voice actor i mean everything from a published author and now not only all that you're a freaking three-time award-winning podcast that I get the privilege of being on quite often, all in the realms of just The Sims. So speaking of The Sims, I just want to talk a little bit about those who may may not know, like your journey, like why did you decide to start off on Instagram creating and posting Sims content originally? That is actually a really good question. So my Instagram Sims journey started back in 2021. Um, But before that, I really, really, really got back into the Sims uh, back in 2019. I was always a lifetime Sims player. I've been playing now for 21 years, which means I can legally drink in the States. That's insane Um, as being 30 years old. Um, Yeah. Um, so I've always been a lifetime Sims player. Um, I always liked the creativity aspect of it. Um, I liked that I was able to build and create whatever I, I truly wanted. And um, I played Sims 1 a lot. I played Sims 2. I didn't play Sims 3 at the time thinking it was Sims 4, but Sims 4 had already been out. Um, at that time, I was in college slash culinary school. So I really didn't have a chance to play um, for anybody I I kind of peaked in my teens and I really had to make up for it in my early 20s and really put my head down and work hard. Um, and that kind of led me um, to kind of where I am today. It was Kelsey and Peach K's 100 Baby Challenge on BuzzFeed. I was in a really dark place. Um, I was, we were about to move to here. Um, I had no job lined up. Um, we were packing up everything, fitting it into the smallest U-Haul that we could possibly afford and move. And I had 
no family, no friends, nothing besides my boyfriend wasn't even my fiance or husband at the time. And I was really struggling with that. And I saw Kelsey and PGK's video. And the, my first thought, I was like, what the fuck's a hundred baby challenge? Like that was straight across. And I, and I watched it and I don't know if it's been edited out, but she thought that she could do like a hundred baby challenge in like two weeks. Oh, I, was, no. I was like, okay, like I'll watch it. Like it's fine. And then I really got into like, I never considered Sims as a storytelling platform. It never once crossed my mind because I did zero gameplay. Uh, anybody listening to the Townie podcast or the lore podcast, I'm, I'm sure you're not shocked by that revelation that I don't know anything about the townies. If you ask a builder, <laughs> give me some Sims lore, like we have nothing for you. We don't know. So it was, um, I remember Claire's day. I thought I got, I thought I landed this really bomb ass job. I was like my first job moving into a different city and uh, Origins was five, uh, Sims 4 was for four bucks on Origins. I said, mm -hmm. well, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, and I'll even, I'll even spend the extra dollar 79. $2, yep. So I was like, I did it. And I had so much fun. And then I just kind of like lightly played. Like, like I, at that point I was an extreme casual player and it wasn't until the pandemic um, I was sent home. It was my first time in my professional career that I didn't have to find another job. Like my job was secure. Um, and I was also kind of really scared at the beginning of the pandemic. Everybody was. We didn't really know what was going on. Um, we were under the impression that like in two weeks we'd go back to work. So I just really started building and having fun with it. And it was also like one of the first times I ever like thought I'm like okay for Rose Chronicles like what does Alexa actually look like what does Oliver actually look like I never like I like had ideas but I never actually put them together so I did that and then I had fun like I like created chaos with them and I did gameplay for the first time I've ever did gameplay and I had so much fun um I don't know how many restaurants they owned but I was obsessed <laughs> With yeah. building and making and like running restaurants. And it was, I don't even, like I've had people ask me before, like what was that moment that got you to go on Instagram? I can't even tell you because I am like, as a social media manager, I did that for like a long time. I think mm -hmm. what really encouraged me is because I worked for a business, a, an American business that had strict standards of what could, they could not post and what they could post. And I felt really constraint i wanted to explore um like all aspects of like if i post here at this time or if i do this and this so i just remember thinking i'm like well i'll just like i really like the sims i'm sure there's somebody out there i'm sure those two connections like had, had crossed right. and i just said well i'll just throw something on and just kind of like go with it and i wanted mm -hmm. and i was really testing my skills my goal was to how fast could I get a thousand followers? That was like, that was it. And I was going to call it a day. And I started in January and like looking back today, because I was making the thumbnail, which won't make sense once this mm -hmm. podcast is out. I grabbed a whole bunch of old like Instagram photos. I had like a thousand followers like by like July. So it was actually, really I want to correct you. You grew kind of fast. 
Now, I want to talk a little bit about that because you grew 1,000 followers in three months. You launched, what, January 11th? Yes. By March, I think, either March or April, you had 1K. You yeah. were celebrating your 1K mark. Something like that. Yeah. It, it went mm -hmm. really, really, really quick. So mm -hmm. every year I gain about 3,000 new followers. It has been the same. Last year I gained 4,500. Mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end um but it was it was so quick and I was like oh my god this is like so nice and everyone here and is at, so friendly yeah and then at that point you were only just doing um builds like you yeah. had nothing but builds on there maybe promoting your YouTube channel a little bit but it was mostly all your bills until you decided you wanted to start promoting you know obviously Rose Chronicles in probably like April or whatever it was back then yeah, so Rose Chronicles was a thought pretty early on um because of Christine um or mm. Tin, who I had a pleasure of interviewing uh twice, once for a podcast and one for a uh, story spotlight. It was her story. It was the first story I'd ever seen and I was like, "Oh, people can make graphic novels." Mm. And I was like, "Oh my god. Like I have a story. I'll fuck, I'll put it out there. One person can read it. And that's, and then that was always my philosophy. If one person read it, that's more than enough. And then I think my Instagram, oh no, my YouTube started in like June. Whenever Cottage Living came out, because I have mm -hmm. the worst failed Let's Play ever. That's <laughs> three episodes. Um, But I, yeah, I grew really quickly. And I was like, I got, I want to stay with this. And I want to see where this journey takes me. Now, three years later, I'm sitting here with one of the best uh, creators interviewing me. So I appreciate that. Now, with Rose Chronicles, I want, I want to stay on the timeline here. Um, <laughs> I read somewhere, I could be wrong. Now, the process of Rose Chronicles wasn't something that you just, like, that year was like hey this is what i want to do this was like a long year like a few years in the making right did i read that it was at that time three years ago it would have been eight years or something like that did i read that right you did read that correctly so it would be 11 years in the making as of this year oh, that's um crazy. it's something that like i brush my teeth i think of rose chronicles i go i shower i think of rose chronicles i go to bed i think of rose chronicles i'm sitting on the couch i think of rose chronicles i'm on the toilet texting people i'm thinking of rose chronicles. like my it's never stopped it's still to this day i'm always continuously mm -hmm. thinking of like my characters and like how i'd want to develop this story or this plot line that mm -hmm. it was a hard pill to swallow when i took a random break by last year but i was also getting married Mm -hmm. and I was shadow banned so anyone who doesn't know what shadow banned is it just means that no one can see your content unless they follow you so like I used to go from like a thousand people seeing this post to 50 so and I understand I just said like one reader does it right. I also felt like I was rushing out chapters a lot and I didn't like that I want to take my time because I felt like I had to please everybody. I'm like, okay, like my like this, like listen to my original posting schedule. Like it's insane. So a Rose Chronicle chapter, depend like last year, could have been on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Or all three, or Sunday or Thursday. And then I had a podcast episode and then a bonus Sunday. Mm. That was way too much. Like I was spreading yeah. myself 
way too thin. And I just kind of felt like at the time I was so hungry for podcasts and I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm so like, I had just come off winning, um, best podcast of the year at the summer's awards I was halfway through filming season two and I was starting to get attention I was starting to get bigger simmers Mm -hmm. wanting to be interviewed by me and I loved the attention at the time I was like this is like the bee's knees this is like the best like I was you could have like me and you could have had a podcast and I would have done anything to be the best like I was just that was where I was at like I was just taking every interview and I've talked about this in great lengths that I pushed myself too far of filming six or seven podcasts in a weekend. Like I remember. There, would, there would be sometimes I'd film a podcast and I wouldn't even know who was next until I looked at the title. And I was like, mm. this is this person. Like I would, it, I was going without sleep. I was constantly worried about like scheduling of like, okay, I have a weekend. I can, I can film 12 podcasts in a weekend if I do it correctly. Yeah. And I did it. And at the time, looking back on it, I thought I was doing the right thing. Looking back, hindsight as being a 2020, not only did it affect my mental health of constantly sitting at my computer, staring at a screen, trying to be the best of the best, it also affected my relationship with uh, my husband, my family, and my friends that I've had to then go back and try to repair because I was just here. Like, like they felt like they couldn't talk to me or I was just ignoring them or didn't want to go to things. So at that time in year two, I was like, again, I was like, I don't, I don't see the problem looking back at it now after not doing that. And I remember it was June of last year. I had finally wrapped up what I thought was going to be the original season. And I took the biggest sigh of relief. I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done. And then mm-hmm. but I look again, looking back at it, I was like, oh my God. So what would you do differently now that you know that sometimes content creating and putting yourself out there and really hustling? Because a lot of people don't realize that sometimes and this is just um uh this is just my opinion. Um, in order to sometimes be successful, a lot of times you have to kind of give up a lot of things like your, per- even like your social life, just in order to just somewhat get on top and be successful. So what would you do a little differently? So that way it wouldn't impact your mental health, um, as it did that first year and that, and going into your second year. I, I definitely, I had a couple humbling moments last year. Last year was the first year that I, I had been humbled throughout this process um you know a little bit about uh what happened in the summer of mm-hmm. with some of my ex-co-workers um you know mm-hmm. coming at me up through my podcast I would like mm-hmm. to take an asterisk here and if you guys are listening to this I actually want to say I'm sorry at the time I was very angry at the situation that I was in Looking back and listening to the podcast that you guys were trying to take down, I shouldn't have said everything I said. I stand of this what happened because it did happen. If you don't remember it that way, I'm really sorry. However, that is how I remember it because I sat there and got berated because I didn't want to ask you that question. However, I, re- I revealed personal information about my coworkers that I shouldn't have mm-hmm. um, because I was told that 
and confidence when I worked there. So I would like to take a minute and apologize for that. And that is growth that came quite recently when I had a former coworker reach out to me about um, an issue that like she thought needed my attention. And by issue, it, it was one of our vendors that had passed away that I was really close with. She didn't have to email me and tell me that, but she did. And to me, I took that as growth. And I'm like, I maybe maybe reacted a little too hard in that scenario. I also got very humbled pretty quickly uh, throughout the year when my podcast stopped getting new listeners. Um, and it was really throwing me. I was so convinced. I was like, okay, well, if I do this episode, this is going to get me the most listens. And if I do this episode, and guess what? It never, it never came. I never got the same amount of listens as I did during the pandemic when people were home and I was going insane. Like I, I was just like beside myself and I was like, I would get so frustrated. And even last year when I was like, oh, the listens didn't matter. The listens did matter. I was just trying to be like, oh, I'm cool. I'm like, I'm so cool. Um, it's a humbling experience. It, it was a it's very hum humble. It was, it was humbling. It was, it was just kind of like, I'm like, I'm still a person. Because you're like, on that high. Because I'm on, know, that you're high. on that high. Getting and, all those downloads and then you get down to normal and then it's like nothing's, you flatline just a tiny bit. Yeah. And like at the time, like I was so hungry. And something that like I want to iterate is I want to give you guys the best interviews. I want to get you the, the best guests. And I'm always hustling. I never stop hustling to get you interviews, to do as much as I can. And looking back at it now, I'm very glad that I did it. I think I just would have gone a little bit more personal trying to get more people instead of like just blast messages, hoping someone would read it. Um, but at the same, like these humbling experiences has brought me into a third year of a different like lease on life of looking at everything. I don't have to chase people for interviews anymore. I have a list of people that want to be interviewed. It's it's different to kind of be like, I don't have to chase anymore yeah. because people want me. But if I didn't work as hard as I did the last two years, I would still be chasing. So it's just kind of looking at the glass half full and half empty and kind of just really realizing that like what makes you happy? Because that's something I'm, I've been really trying to focus on uh, since I got married last year was trying to find my personal happiness and what brings me personal happiness is the first time in my adult life, I now have a space that's mine, that I got to decide how I wanted it and how I got to decorate it. And nobody questioned me. And for what context, as Nard is the only person that can currently see it, is I redid my office. I, ha I have all of my nerdy shit up here and still more to come. And it... Like, it was just like, an, to me, it, it was a reward. After three years of just sitting and you got to see my bathroom wall or a picture of Sailor Moon that was painted, like, I now get to look back and be like, you guys now get to see another side of me that I've never really got to show before, that I am have my Sims collection right here, my Sailor Moon castles from when I was a child all of my manga, my fucking bear. That is my childhood bear. That Like that bear so has sad. been to China and Hawaii and the Caymans. Like that bear travel has traveled with me everywhere I've been. And then so I also have my wedding shelf over here. So like, like 
that my office now is me uh, through all of my years of life. And I'm really happy that now I can kind of sit yeah. here and kind of be like, okay, like, let's do this. Like, let's fucking go. Instead of it kind of being like, okay, well, like the lighting is shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I got to close all the doors. Like this is now my happy place. This is Stassi's place. And I am just That's your happy place. It's my happy place. So I don't know if they answered the full question. And then whenever you're podcasting and you are worried about downloads, just remember whenever you're interviewing and doing your podcast, you're in your happy place that you've, mm -hmm. that you finally was able to build within mm -hmm. the three years. And here's another humbling thing. I'm gonna play a clip um, that will make you realize. So next time you're feeling a little down, I want you to play this clip and uh, and just remember how far you've come, okay? Okay. Let me make sure I got it planned. Here we go. You ready? Yep. From there, you know, get yourself caught up because it's going to be back sooner than you think. Um, if you want to check out my Sims journey, please do. I have a podcast. I literally meant to talk about This is how awful I'm at plugging my podcast. But you guys listen to my podcast. Oh, my God. So I have, like, 200 listens per podcast. You guys are fucking awesome. I have a podcast called Saucy J Unplugged. Please go look out for those. I've been nominated for five fucking Sims Awards. Sims Awards, what? What? Um, again, I was supposed to talk about that in this video. Fucking... Yeah, that was the December first year review of basically you on just doing your thing, podcasting, Rose Chronicles, your first year Instagram journey. So that was the perfect timing because, you know, obviously as a creator, we have those moments where we are down and there's always the behind the scenes that no one gets to really talk about or we don't really get to share it because we're always on the go. We're always pushing out the next big thing. We can't really celebrate our milestones. So whenever you are sitting here and you're like, damn, I wish I can get those 2000 downloads or the 3000 downloads. Just remember when you were like fucking, oh my God, I got 200 downloads. Oh my God, I, I'm getting all and it and the proof. The proof is in the pudding. People are rocking with you, rocking with your episodes. So, you know, it, there's all those moments where we always want to, you know, be succeeding and, and growing, but you know, you are doing, doing it to it. So, and you found your happy place and now you're in your happy place doing your thing, you know? So that was a good little segue there because I wanted to kind of leave that towards the end of the episode, but we just got there. So, and because you're so large, you know, you're, you're growing. Um, that was going to be my next question too, about, you know, not necessarily the bad reviews or anything, but, you know, as you become larger, there's always that pressure, you know, like whether it is handling specific comments or how to manage a bad review or whatever. So um, how, how are you handling um, those type of situations where like you are you a little bit more cautious on like how you put out content now? Has that changed as you've grown into having 10K followers collectively on Instagram? um absolutely um it's definitely kind of changed a lot um honestly the i think the biggest change that i've done is i'm trying to like not tell people where i live um mm. just because like some episodes are in like the tens of thousands of downloads mm. and that's really kind of scary that um people 
listen to me um that to that extent um like for an example like this year's like because i as the podcaster i got to see my spotify rap and i showed up on 500 people's top podcast from either one from two to five or to six to ten and i was like oh my god like oh my god like that's a lot of people in their in the tops and I was like, I need to be a little bit more smarter now that I have a lot of people listening to me. And not only that, something that I've always tried to stride is always putting good out into the world. And that was something that I originally had started when I did my podcast, I started the podcast like three years ago was to bring the community together and to put good into the world. And I want to continue to put good into the world and continue to give people opportunities it's like this past christmas i did um uh 31 written interviews that's um, crazy i took two months that's awesome to put everything i had spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of just like and i had like I, this is like literally i had a i had a spreadsheet on um who I asked for. Then I had a second spreadsheet of who actually said yes. Then I had another spreadsheet of who's actually submitted. And then after that, I had email categories for like interviewed, uh, finished, done the interview, ready to be submitted. Like it was a process. But everybody, and I'm talking these big simmers, thanked me for the opportunity. Thanked me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you. For the mm -hmm. opportunity to like it was that was so humbling to see like serena built one of the best builders she's so sweet i love her i i love dealing with her so much she's big and she like she's like thank you so much like for the opportunity and i was like girl thank you for saying like you wanted to do this like thank you for wanting to like it's just it was so nice and as well coming off of, like another win at the Simmer Awards. Um, people were just like, I knew you had this in the bag. People love you. I love your podcast. I listen to it every day. And I've gotten more people engaging and talking about it. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that you listened to my podcast when you're traveling up north to visit your you'll family. You'll be amazed. Yeah. yeah. You'll be amazed. Right? Isn't it crazy? It's, it's crazy. A, it's a beautiful feeling, right? It's a, yeah. It's, it's a household a name. It's a crazy feeling. And I never thought like that would ever come. And think about it like this too. Like think about it like um, you've created over the past three years, uh, just uh, talking about your, uh, your podcast alone, hmm. you've created um, a platform for creators, Sims enthusiasts um, that have a skill set that they – Ha, you know that they just post on their own personal channels but now you now they all have an outlet to actually be able to shine and just talk about their process you know you're giving an outlet for them to show all their supporters how it is being a builder or being a content creator building this rapport and you're also bringing in other creators with your roundtables and developing new friendships mm -hmm. because of you i've met so many other people outside of the community or in the community that I would have never even thought I would have met because of the interviews I've been in or just them hearing the interview and then reaching out and being like, oh, wow, I heard you on 
blah blah blah's podcast or whatever. So you've created this amazing platform for the whole Sims 4 community or Sims community in general. Which is like, again, I'm like trying not to, I just, I love that. And like, honestly, my whole shtick when I started everything was like, I want to be like Jimmy Fallon or Seth uh, Myers or uh, Stephen Colbert. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to create it like a talk show that you could come on and plug your stuff because I was looking for that when I was creating Rose Chronicles. I wanted a platform that I could create and be like, or not, but create, just go on and talk to Mm -hmm. about it. And there was nothing. And even a more throwback is I, my first ever discord channel that I created was for storytellers for networking Mm -hmm. and how to share each other's stories. Obviously that kind of fell by the wayside because I just couldn't do that all. But that's why I brought back story spotlights. So every Saturday morning for the last almost year, I've been putting out a story spotlight and I got that idea from uh, when you would read the newspaper on Saturday morning. That's legit. That was like, that was my whole, and I specifically put it out when you would read the paper. That's cool. And that's how a lot of people have found other people's stories. And I was just like, I love this. Mm. I love creating this because not only am I sharing amazing talent because there's so many amazing simmers out there. It's also like networking of being able to create other people. And I'm seeing mm-hmm. people who I interviewed then go on and be friends with other people I've interviewed. And then they become really best friends. And then they have their circle because you can see the circles in the Sims community. Mm-hmm. And I love that I've somehow had a, a hand in all of it, or just people who i my my dear friend Alex, as we know, is the awful gamer, which I love Alex. His first ever podcast, he he I think he had like 50 followers. I didn't I don't care. I don't care. I don't I don't care. You just want to come on, you want to talk about the Sims. Yeah. I don't even have one follower. And he's like, I don't want to show my face. And I'm like, that's fine. That's great. Just come on. And like he's fucking killing it now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have the builder, a brand new builder. I had he would. I think he he was still on the Builder game season one, mm-hmm. and he's fucking killing it, right? Awesome. My baby baby Nard over here. I interviewed you last year. I would can't say baby, you, you were killing it, but like look at the year, killing like I, it times five now, killing it times five, right? So like it's been so cool to kind of sit back and watch all of you grow, and mm-hmm. and and network and just be amazing. Like I love that. That's like one of my favorite parts and. Something like I super love the most is I love uh, podcast release day. And everybody who's been on this podcast knows how fun on a podcast release day is when you get the episode out and people are liking it and sharing it. And I get to do this multiple times a week. Um, But the best comments I get are from moms and Mm -hmm. sisters and grandparents that your parents reach out sometimes and say yeah. thank you. I was going to so tell much. you to please share. Yeah, I was going to tell you please share that one story where the one that one uh, creator didn't had a really small audience, but you made you made them like the the star in their family. They sat down and just share that story. You know what story I'm talking about? I know about, right? exactly. Yes, I will please I, share that. I will keep the creator's name. Yeah, yeah, uh, at mom. 
but mm. uh, I I interviewed a, a pretty small creator at the beginning of season two. So season two, I had a struggle to find people. Obviously, with booking Cookie, Cokie, Cokie, because I now know her Cokie. name is Cokie, not Cookie. Um, I booked her, but what people were still like, "Who are you?" So I was just kind of really like people who already liked the podcast or people that liked Rose Chronicles. If you liked Rose Chronicles, there was a very high chance you were going to get interviewed, like extremely high. (laughs) And um, and she she told me because normally, as you guys know, podcasts come out at midnight. There's they're strategic to that. Most of my audience is either in the U.S. or the U.K. Well, 6 a.m. in the U.K. is 6 a.m. So people are, are heading off to work. And then by the time everyone wakes up on my side of the world, which is 6 a.m., it's already out. People are now going and listening it on their way to work. And then anyone who didn't listen it on the way to work is now listening it at lunch. So she asked me if I could release it a little bit later so she could have a viewing party with her entire family before they did morning chores on the farm. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. You want that? Like, and just seeing that and like her reaction after was just so, so, so priceless. And just like it was just that. It was just like that moment. I I love that. Like, and I and I've had other instances of sisters and moms and grandparents and brothers and sons reaching out to me, being like, thank you for interviewing my mom or my sister or I guess that's kind of because it's mostly girls but anyways long story or my aunt I loved Mm. I loved listening to it thank you for doing that and I'm like you're welcome but that's the whole point I wanted to bring the community closer together and kind of get to learn a little bit more about each individual creator because at the end of the day we all play a game that we love but we are all different individuals Mm-hmm. So I was, I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know, hmm, what do you like about The Sims? Is it, are you a builder? What what tips or tricks can you share? And and now I'm doing a lot of like mini series. And that's something I'm a lot more comfortable with doing. Or even like a year ago, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I would say starting real life last year was a journey that I could never, like I loved doing any real life podcast even though that i've done i think like 20 or you've counted you've done 28 28 real life within the year Holy 28 shit. and just in one year alone i might be off a little bit but i've counted 83 ish episodes of yep. stassi j unplugged yep that sounds about right might be more or less i think more maybe 84 ish 85 ish because i didn't count some that was in this January as we speak. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. That's a lot of podcasts, guys. That's a lot. Um, yep. Especially in the summer, there would be sometimes three or four a week. Mm-hmm. As this week, there will be three podcasts this week. So it's crazy. It's crazy. And exactly. honestly, we haven't even touched the surface of Rose Chronicles because I felt like there's just so many things that you've done on your Instagram podcast. So the only thing that I want to just mention about Rose Chronicles is the fact that there was a point where you started to notice that people really enjoyed the series to the point where you were actually starting to get requests to have them in different languages. To me, that is another milestone 
for people to request, can you put this into a different um, another language, language let yes. alone other websites asking you, can you put them on, can they use your content? Yep. I don't know if it was uh, um, Simmer, uh, Sims Magazine. The Simmers Magazine. magazine. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was was, yeah. it was the Simmers so. Magazine. I was, uh, there are my first 10 chapters are in a magazine, which is insane, which is insane to think about. Um, I love Rose Chronicles. I will always love Rose Chronicles. Um, it's just a lot of work. Like one episode, will, which will take you guys three minutes to read takes me about 10 hours to put together so it's either 10 hours of a three minute chapter or 10 podcasts or five podcasts depending on the length Mm. right so i'm gonna go with podcasts right now because that's kind of where my journey lies i do hope to finish rose chronicles either this year or next year but we'll see and i mean i i make up i change my mind every day of the week i'll be like I'm going to give up podcasting for six months and only do Rose Chronicles. Tomorrow I could say, fuck Rose Chronicles. I'm just going to make podcasts for the rest of my life. Like it's just, it's continuously changing because I don't know what I want. And I think that's healthy as a content creator to not always have a plan set in stone. But I think the best part about Rose Chronicles is I had a bunch of readers wanting it in different languages as Nara, like you said, but I also had people want to put themselves in it or send me characters. And there's a good chunk of characters out there that you guys sent me to put in there. And I added them in and I put them into the story. Um, Actually, the the ultimate big bad was created by somebody else. And I just added, I liked their character and I was like, I'm going to make them the ultimate big bad. So... It's just, it's just fun. It's just a creative outlet that like I, I love. And not only that, I love reading along with you guys. It's not often I get it anymore, but there used to be a, a week wouldn't go by where I'd get a new reader and I would get like not like uh, 90 likes and I would watch you read it. And then mm-hmm. what I would then do is read it along with you and then comment along with what you were commenting on because I want to make sure that I'm getting what you're saying. Like I loved that being able to connect as as an author to a fan that's second to none of getting like being to see what your fans are saying so yeah, it's i cool, huh? it's it's very cool and i again i i love it like i just, now ugh. on the timeline this the very first year i mean like i said you've accomplished a lot and i wanted to to pivot from that year and go back into the second year because I felt like the second year and third year was a lot different. But I do want to circle back on the first year just to talk a little bit about um, your experience voice acting real quick. Like uh, you posted, I think it was back in the June of, of that year um, that you were going to start doing some voice acting. Like how was that experience like? I feel like as a um, as I've known you for just a year and then learning all of these other things that you've been doing, I'm like, whoa, I didn't even think, I never thought that you would be voice acting and stuff like that too so oh my god I love good question um I love voice acting um I've won now two awards for playing Amy in the Reaper which I have to give him a shout out to OMG Sims I love him so 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 much he's an absolute genuine amazing talented Sims director and a creator and he just he's such a He's brilliant. He's such a visionary. And I and I am honored that I not only get to call him one of my best friends, but I'm also I get to be in his projects and mm-hmm. I will always be no matter I could be 80 years old 
on my deathbed and he comes in me and he says, Hey, <laughs> be in my project. And I'll say, yeah. okay. Um, so the first ever, it was, it was funny because throughout the pandemic, there were a lot of machinimas going on and I needed money because I was making 75% of my income at the time. And that doesn't pay 100% of the bills. So I was like, how can I make money quickly? I don't have much skills and everything's closed. So I was like, I could really like the idea of voice acting. So like I was, I have to build up my resume of just like taking roles. And the first role I ever applied for was on Showtime, Sim Showtime, as a prostitute. And I was like, I got this. <laughs> so I used to record all of my lines on my phone like this. Like I would like go, this is before I had um, a good mic, good headphones. I had nothing. And I would just be like, okay, so like, I'm just going to do like, hi, my name is, I would even use my real name because I was like, I was like, Someone's gonna believe my name is Stassi. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hi, my name's Jenny. And like, I'm gonna play a prostitute. Okay, line one, come here, baby. Like, it was awful. It was so bad. It was, oh my God. It was, so, <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. But obviously, I didn't get it. So, the first role I was ever casted in was Amy in The Reaper 2. Okay. Um, which I, he, OMG Sims had put out a, uh, a blast being like, hey, like, I'm looking for voice actors. And I said, hey, like, sure. Like who like I said I'm a at the time I would have been 27. I'm a 27 year old blonde girl, but I sound like I'm five. So just just throw it your way. He's like, well, I have a girl named Amy. Like I'm not really sure. Like she might not. I'm like whatever. Just send it to me. And he I really brought the character to life. And I was like, this is so cool. I love this. Not only so quickly after that, I got casted in Davenport as also Amy, which was so funny because I was like, I would, you would hear me at the end be like, hi, I play Amy and the Reaper. I also play Amy. It was, it was just so cool. I have an actor's resume. I have about 50 credits to my name of voice acting. Not, not everything was ever published, but I was casted. Any yeah. actor knows <laughs> not everything <laughs> makes it to air, Right. but I have played every kind of blonde bitchy person you can imagine <laughs> no no <laughs> nothing too creative with this one um i've been cast i i actually was casted as a as a stripper and it was oh, great wow. um i can't oh mad dogs mad dogs i was casted as two people in that i was a stripper and i wanna i don't even remember her name because i was doing so many at the time um but i showed my You're mom busy. I was busy. My mom was like so proud of me. Um, I also play Alexia in Fable. I also play another. I'm also in a couple other machinimas out right now. Dang, I'm also like cool. I'm also in House of Goth. Um, so I just I just enjoy wow. it, and I'm more than happy to kind of bring my audience to these machinimas of being like, hey, I'm in That's this cool. machinima. If you want to check it out please cool. do um but i love voice acting it's so much fun and to be honest with you i don't really voice act too hard you can tell it's just me talking um yeah. unless it's amy 
Cause then I'm just like, ugh, like you're so gross. Like whatever. I just go like through the nose, but yeah, there I was gonna... are... sorry. Okay, go okay, ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. no, it's just, no. but that, that sometimes I just talk like that. And like, people will say like, oh my God, like, this was, like, she sounds like a Kardashian guy. Sometimes I talk like I'm a Kardashian, <laughs> especially if you annoy me like that. Like, that's yeah. just me saying like, I'm annoyed. So. <laughs> <laughs> so someone, cause I kind of want to get into voice acting too. So someone who wants to get into, into voice acting, what's some advice would you give them in regards to just voice acting in general from your experience, at least? I think I, that's a great question. Um, really just put yourself out there. Um, try to get as many free gigs as possible. The, the, the saying there's no small roles. That's absolutely true. I would just have lines as like one person. Like I played on a vampire machinima as the nurse and my line was, mm. here's the blood bag. And that was it. Um, but it just kind of gets you that experience. You get a little bit more comfortable. Uh, the, in the Sims voice actor world, there's like fucking 20 of us. So we all kind of know each other. So it's just really good networking. And usually if you get casted in one Sims Machinima, you will get casted into a next Sims Machinima. And then it's pretty easy. Mm. Um, I've only had one. Actually, I've had two pretty bad experiences with directors. And I wasn't maybe a little uncomfortable at the time of saying like, like no, like this is okay. Um, that's why I love working with OMG Sims because not only does he write like an amazing script he lets us bring the characters to me and i am a fiend because he'll be like amy says blah 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 and i'm like yeah no 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 amy would never say that mm -hmm. like that that's awesome like, that he and he just goes okay and like most of the time he goes with my improvised lines that's cool so, yeah but it's it's just kind of like getting to know with your director knowing what you are comfortable with doing taking any small part and then for the first little pit play your stereotype I am a blonde white girl that's kind of a bitch. So I get casted in those pretty easy because I can just sound like a bitch. Okay. Like you want a snobby like housewife that like fucking makes you feel bad about your life choices. Like that's me. But again, it's being comfortable with yourself mm -hmm. and knowing what you want. Not only that, it's so most Sims Machine must take about a year from start Whew. to finish. That's crazy. So it's, yeah, because I, I, like what happens a lot of the time, because I, I stick around. I've I've only ever left one sim project because I got fired. Um, not because I, I left. We me and, the, me and the director just had a lot of disagreements. And he just mm -hmm. kind of said, like, I don't think you're good for this project. Like nothing is your voice acting. I just don't think that you're right. And I was like, OK, <laughs> bye. Cool. Peace. Dad, Peace. Dad. Bye. Like I got shit I got to do. So like the mm -hmm. fact that you're taking this off my plate, um, I have. Like, for example, Reaper scripts come like every three months. And and then in that three months, you have like a month after to two months after to get your your lines out because I'm, like a machine episode takes months to make. Mm -hmm. So it's just also having that time commitment. So a lot of people get really excited because they're like, oh, like it's going to be an eight episode series. Like, wham that out in like six months. Like, no, like that's probably about a year and a half. So it's just making sure to commit to that role. Mm -hmm. Also, you can be casted in a cinema. You could record all of your lines and it never makes it to air. Like you have to be prepared. That's kind of why I gave up a little bit on voice acting is because I would get casted in all of these projects. 
I would take the time away from everything else to do these lines and they wouldn't go anywhere. So I kind of just said, I want to stick with the projects I know and the, and the directors that I love and trust. That doesn't mean that mm -hmm. I wouldn't take a second project as right. uh, House of the Goth. Uh, yeah, House of Goth reached out to me saying, I, we have this perfect role for you. Like, can you can you read some lines? And I was like, for sure. Mm -hmm. And nice. with it, and they're like, you got the role. And I'm like, awesome. And like, I felt so bad because like he, like this all was around, like I got casted like the day of my wedding. Like I shit you not. And he's like, I need my lines in like two weeks. And I'm like, I'm going on a honeymoon. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. What? And, yeah, wow. I shit you not. I got casted that like Saturday morning. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. Did you do your lines already? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it, it was like, he's like, are they coming? I'm like, um, I'll get you back to and I did it. I did it in one shot. I did everything in one take in 20 minutes. Nice. And he was like, these were amazing. This is exactly what we were expecting. I was like, because nothing, I hate getting back yellows. So, and like, I guess the yeah, is like a redo mm -hmm. or a script change or, or something like that. But I'd, I've never had a script uh, to come back from OMG Sims or Davenport. I've nice. never had to, but yeah. But that's cool. Anyways, just get to learn a little bit more about yourself and put yourself out there. And there's mm -hmm. no small roles. Like you get cast to be a stripper, be the best fucking stripper. Nice. Or you're cast to be a teacher, be a teacher. Like just literally best friend. Like there's so many creative outlets out there. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, would you give that same advice for, you know, writing as well? Like writing for Machinima or just writing in general, like sim stories and stuff? Like just start, get, put yourself out there, learn your writing, you know, your writing technique and stuff or yeah, maybe absolutely. a different approach and advice? Absolutely. Um, for storytelling, you are the only person that knows your story. Not yeah. everybody knows your story. So you're going to be so confused when you start putting stuff out there and the people are going to be like, oh, X, Y, and Z with X, Y, and Z. And you're like, no, but that's how your readers see it. So always just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Um, put yourself out there, just write the first chapter and then rewrite it. Okay. Because cool. you'll, you'll kind of get that, that, that mojo or write three chapters, go back and read the first one. Does it still fit? And I'm, I'm very notorious for that. So when I started reading Rose Chronicles, I actually wrote the ending. So Rose Chronicles is a book of three. So yeah. I wrote the ending of the third book before I wrote any of the, cool. of the rest of the so Because I, I knew, I always knew the ending. The ending has never changed. The ending has never changed in 11 years. So I wanted to, I wanted the story to reflect the ending. It's also a lot about who's your main characters, who's your secondary characters, who are the villains, and how do they tell a story and how do they keep the story relevant? And how do, like, is it a love story? Is it a tragedy? Is it um, an action story? Like, it's really just, it depends on how you keep your audience act, like wanting to read it and wanting to come back for more. For me specifically, I love a cliffhanger. Um, I don't know about you. I like but cliffhangers too. I Yeah, I love a good cliffhanger. My mom loves The Young and the Restless. There's not a, I think she's never missed an episode. And I always found it as a treat when I was a kid that I could watch. Uh, the Young and the Restless with her. Um, and every day it was always left on a cliffhanger. And I was like, this is the best storytelling ever because you'll get the they'll get the chapter the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah.
it's That's i've cool. just i've always just kept it that way of always keeping like what who and then like just always want keep and wanting more so i think like that's my advice to you but just get yourself out there and also don't take it too seriously at the same time like if it's a love story let it be a cheesy love story like play into the tropes because that's what makes the tropes so good mm. that's yeah. cool yeah well before we wrap up i i definitely want to i feel like it wouldn't be an episode with stassi if i can't at least talk about how you are the meme queen of sims 4 or just sims in general right so the first the first within the first year you've posted one meme that went viral yes and within the first year yes it was basically the four computers yeah and i think it said like sims 1 loading screen sims 2 loading screen and yes. it had one with sims 3 and sims 4 simple caption i think all it said was um this takes me back this takes you back I, I'm sure you guys have realized I just take the same thing that, like, and I get called out. I'm like, this takes me back. Or do you remember? Mm. Um, because it works. So I just, yeah, keep, it, got- I just it, it just keeps working. Um, it was so cool to see that. Um, yeah, I had a post that hit like a million this last year. I was like, damn, that, that's not a real. That's a post. I don't. Post. That's that's very hard to do. It had like fifteen. No, like one hundred thousand likes or something like that that's crazy Two hundred thousand shares mm-hmm. um i just enjoy memes because i've i've made like i don't think daddy ea is ever gonna be like i want to adopt this problem child and make it <laughs> you one never of my, know i never i i've thought good lengths about it how how okay as a podcaster podcaster how could they like keep my content like because like I would I'd be sitting talking about it but I wouldn't mm. be able to show you it I wouldn't be able to really kind of like experience the gameplay aspect and that's kind of like what it's for I'd be like yeah so hi everyone they got a tank top tank like you know what I mean so like I don't you can know. talk to developers you could talk to developers about certain specific concepts you can talk about you can talk to other gamers about the game reviews you can interview people they can just share the content but oh guess what blah 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 or uh little simsy was on stassi j's podcast the other week let's share that out for him you know you never yeah know. you never you never know. know i mean unless uh big brother nard wants to talk to daddy EA for me i have no contact to them hey <laughs> I, I i'm still working on it too so we just well, gotta get uh, Gons in here. Apparently, I know, Gons right? got the hookup. But I like, know I, I've thought like good lengths about it. Um, but anyways, mm. it was just I I just because it's a game and it's like mm. The Sims is broken. Like it's it's broken, guys, and it's funny to like see like some aspects of being like, yeah, you know, like the the price of toilet paper is inflated. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just yeah. it's just funny stuff that like people are like ah. But like honestly, what it gets is the simmers that don't have Simstagram accounts, mm-hmm. which to me is amazing because it's getting people into the community. I've had so many people tell me like, I just like, I just like your Sims content. Yeah, I just yeah. like it because it's fucking funny. And they're yeah, like, yeah. I can play the Sims, and I'm like, oh my god! Like to some people, I guess Kelsey and PJK was my gateway back in the Sims. For a lot of people, I'm their gateway. And that's mm-hmm. really scary because I am not a role model. I am like an auntie 
role model. <laughs> you're the anti. You're the anti hero of. I am definitely the, the. I appreciate the Taylor. Because you're not Swift. a villain. You're not a villain. I'm not a villain, but I'm no, definitely no, no. not That's your me. hero. Yeah, you're definitely the villain. You're more I'm like the... a. You're more like an anti hero. Anti hero though, like you. You mean well. You definitely mean well. <laughs> I mean well, but I'm definitely. I'm not the hero in your stories. Mm -hmm. so. so do you think um a lot of your growth after a certain a certain minute came from your sims content like your memes and stuff like that you think oh my god yeah okay like here here's an example um let me just pull up today's because i also like to reshare memes because i have mm -hmm. no creativity time and i have so many new followers that like and, and, Insta and instagram encourages it actually too oh instagram encourages to share like old content if it if it performs well because you a lot of times when I see that meme, I just assume that it's already been, it's just because it's keep, it keeps getting shared. Yes. I don't even realize you're posting it again. Right. Okay. So here's this. It's not even a meme. Mm -hmm. It's just my Sims collection, mm -hmm. which is yeah, yeah. somewhere around here. Mm -hmm. um, I posted this on December 22nd. And I said, this takes me back. No further context, mm -hmm. not, which I love because I see people take screenshots of that and share mm -hmm. it as themselves. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. my, that's, yeah. literally on my carpet okay so currently this pic this photo is sitting at a hundred thousand reached um three thousand eight hundred and ninety eight comments 13 sorry Damn. likes 13 comments 2,000 shares three thousand seven hundred and thirty three saves and i literally got a bunch of sims games mm -hmm. from a thrift store mm -hmm. took a picture and what yeah. are the rest of my day? So I just, I love that. It's kind of like People... I got, Go ahead. I was going to say, I got the idea from Hip Hip Renee after mm -hmm. I did my interview with her because she does the same thing. Like she'll just be like, she'll have old videos and put herself over top and be like, ah, and then post yeah. it and get like a million views. And I'm like, I don't have to take my content that seriously to get likes. And people actually like that stuff more. Because than... people can resonate with it too. Like. Yeah everybody can well, not everybody but people can just resonate with the fact that oh, i remember the sims i used to have the sims 2 back in the day or the sims 3 or yeah. man i remember sims 1 or sims 2 or whatever it's just something that you can resonate with or a broken game and you're making fun of it with the meme it's like it's just you know it's just content that you can resonate with it, and it's brilliant it, and it's, it's easy it's easy it's so easy it's because funny. i'll just i'll just post something and i'll be like oh wow that's at like 500 likes cool actually i'll be like mm -hmm. that's pretty slow Nobody posted like mm -hmm. two hours ago. So it's it's just cool to see it also, but sometimes it does hurt because I'll post like a build and that will get like no love. Yeah. And then I'll post a meme being like, ah, mm -hmm. the Sims yeah. fun. You remember glasses? Ah. And they're like, That's, Oh my yeah. god, I do. Like, so mm -hmm. I think it's just it's just fun another way. Cause now I'm specifically this is what I've started doing the last like month is like my main saucy page, I I turned off all notifications because i get like thousands upon thousands yeah. upon thousands a day and i can't have my phone go off i have it i think i have it narrowed down to like the closest thousand that it will say like hey mm -hmm. this xx person and 999 other people have yes. liked a photo right so i'm like cool whatever but now i go through my follows every day and obviously we all know the robots mm -hmm. yeah so i specifically don't acknowledge this but if i can see that you're a full-on sims contenter i will go in and thank you for following me i'm like thank you, you too, i do that sometimes thank you thank you for following me i do that also for rose chronicles 
excuse me, and my podcast page. I've always done it for both of those, but for Stassi, I'm now like, oh, you took the time to find me. I appreciate that. But I'm also now people are like, I heard, I heard I'm friends with Alex and Alex is talking about you or I'm friends with Kevin or I know Nard or I love Disney or you and Gons and everybody just did a podcast together about vampires. So like, it's just like, again, it's cool that like you, I, you guys use me for networking, but then I also use, use you guys for networking yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Of course. That's what's up. Now, as we wrap up, as we wrap up, um, I just want to say, you know, you as a content creator doing memes, podcasting, writing for Rose Chronicles, not only did you do that within the year, you also launched a new passion podcast project, Real Life with Stassi, which I don't even think we really touched bases on it either. But with all that going on, you're also a wife and a full time mm -hmm. uh, and you have a full time job. So. You know, a lot of people don't understand, like, a lot of this behind-the-scenes stuff they don't really get to see, you know. So how do you manage it all? Like, I mean, no one's perfect, but I'm just curious to know, you know, how do you manage it all? And uh, what is your advice to someone wanting to be a content creator and follow your footsteps? I think it's a really great question. Um, I, if you're looking for a role model, I'm not them. I've made so many mistakes on affecting relationships and rebuilding them but my best I, my best advice is put yourself out there don't take yourself too seriously don't actually have a posting schedule because that is so stressful of just being like okay I have to post Wednesdays but it's Tuesday and I have to work late and I can't because I have to take x y and z like it's it's a lot and something that like being a podcaster and a content creator, which you get, I'm not just sitting in front of Zoom. I then have to edit it. I have to be the graphic designer. I have to be the marketing person. I have to, I have to do it all. Um, I kind of really stuck to what I know works for me. And that took years of knowledge. And I'm actually getting way more comfortable with like graphic design stuff and having way more fun making thumbnails. Also is great for a job resume of being like, here's all this stuff I can create. Um, but just try to find your personal balance and you are the only person that knows your balance and don't set yourself up for failure when you first start because everybody wants to be the next little Simsy. I'm really sorry. That's probably not going to happen. And I'm not saying this to be an asshole. Content creating is draining. It is a thankless job, but it's one of the coolest things you can probably ever do in your life. You have to put yourself out there. And once you put yourself out there, you're you're going to get a lot of good, especially on the Instagram side. But everywhere else, they will tear you apart. And that's a part of it. And if you're not confident in that, then it's not for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the problem is, is we have this generation now that all they want to be is because they saw Jake Paul on YouTube and they're like, I can do this. But it's very, very different and it's very difficult. And I fit the bill for being a podcaster. And I do have sponsorships once in a while, which are great, which helps cover some of the costs. But I I pay for Adobe. I pay for RSS. I pay for Zoom. Um, I pay for Google to store everything in the background. You're looking at about 100 to $125 a month. I pay for this. And when I have sponsorships, that's wonderful. And when I don't, it's out of pocket. So it's also being 
knowing what you want. And I get, I've had a lot heckled of being like, well, do you pay for a premium services for podcasts? Like I can't do that. There are free services out there. You do not have to do the paid route like I did. I just wanted to because I did zero research becoming a podcaster, like less research than even Googling how to become a podcaster. I did none of that, like zero. I literally just said, where to host a podcast, RSS showed up and I was like, oh, cool. You start for free. It's great. And I was like, oh, 15 bucks a month. That's fine. And then I was like, oh, well, how am I supposed to film these? I was like, I like Zoom. It's a pandemic. Mm. Everyone has Zoom. Cool. Stack on that. And I'm like, well, Adobe used to be $25 a month. Now it's 40. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, that's, that's gross to eat. So I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. And then, but how I look at it is I don't drink. I don't partake in any like cannabis or any type of drugs. This is, this is my fun time. This is me time. And I, I, I love that. But again, do what you feel is the most comfortable and you only know yourself. So just when you're ready, do a little bit of research. Don't go blindly, um, but don't expect to hit a million followers in two days. And then the best part is once you go viral, you think like, oh my God, I don't have to pay any bills anymore. You still got your bills to pay because mm -hmm. your landlord doesn't care if you had a TikTok video go to a million views or an Instagram post go to a million views or a, a podcast episode get 10,000 downloads in four days. They don't care. Their rent is still due. Your, your phone bill is mm -hmm. still due. So it, that also humbles you. Because you, everybody associates that, oh, once you, you're in, like, you're in. No. No, no, no. And even something that, like, Danielle Builds did, the, like, last year, which I really appreciate, she actually showed what she made in a reel. And at the end of the day, yeah. what it's like to be a full-time content creator. And I, and I made more doing my full-time job. And it just kind of goes to show that, like, you need to be financially stable as well to be able to do that and also know and this is the best part to call when when it, when it is to call it a day is it affecting your mental health take a break mm -hmm. or you're just like i don't want to do this anymore because i've seen a lot of simmers come close to their three-year mark and just say i don't want to do this anymore i'm done and it's to me that's mind baffling because i'm not there but what if i have a kid in the next two years i can't be sitting here and holding little baby Stassi, trying to yep. burp them and be like, so like, what's your favorite Sims pack? Like, I I can't, right? So like, it kind of just comes down to time and circumstance. Right now I have the time. But I don't know in two years I'm going to have the time. So I'm going to make the most out of this right now because I want to look back on my life and never feel regret. And I think I've been able to do that so far. So I am loving this journey. I am not going anywhere anytime soon, but I also want to take it back to what makes me happy for my third year. And I've thought in great lengths. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with everybody listening my dilemma. You guys love my podcasts and I love that you guys love them. I love when you guys listen and you chime in and you get to meet great um, creators that you maybe would have never gotten to meet. I love that. However, I also love to build and I haven't had a chance to do that in a very long time. 
I love to create Rose Chronicles and I haven't had a chance to do that in a long time because I've been putting everybody else's wants first. But this year it's what Stassi wants and it might not be what you want. And if you love me and you've come along this journey so far with me, please stay with me in my third year because I you won't be disappointed. I have so many cool projects in the works, but also at the same time, I want to enjoy being a wife. I want to enjoy being a best friend. I want to enjoy being outside and having fun and making memories and traveling. So season three is not going to have 145 episodes in a span of a year and a half. That's never going to happen. I'm sorry. That was a, that's a fluke. It's a lot, but I'll have like 30 episodes. And there'll be 30 really good episodes. And I think that's something that I need to work on. I was going tit tit for tat with Marvel and The Sims of rushing out content because I thought that's what I needed. But looking into my third year, I want to give you the best. I want to give you the best episodes. I want to give you stuff that I am proud of and not rushing out interviews being like, I don't even remember interviewing that person. And I also thought... um, well, how am I going to shake things up? Like, should I play games with them? And then I was just, I was just listening to Eric Andre's podcast with Sean Evans, the host of Hot Ones. Love Sean Evans. I love Sean Evans. I love Hot Ones. The original actual theme to this podcast, my podcast many years ago, was um, I wanted to do like a cupcake Hot Ones where I would sit and I would make you 10 cupcakes and I would ask you questions and we would eat each cupcake and just have a great time. Like that was- That's cool. That's a cool vision dream. But anyways, Sean Evans was talking about like he does press junkies and like, oh, like I had to go to BuzzFeed and they like made me pull like six things out of a hat and I had to like do something with it. And it was dumb. When did interviews start being more about the actions I'm doing than the questions being asked? And that stuck with me a lot because I I considered I'm like, Oh, like, what if I did like a true confessions like once a month and like we sit down and we play like that game or we do Sims games, which I I may still do. But at the end of the day, I just want to brush it off to a girl with a microphone in her office uh, asking questions and asking questions that actually matter at the same time and actually doing more research before setting up an interview being like, okay, my three o'clock is this person. Okay, so you're a builder so like do you cc and it's looking back at it there were times that literally says does not use cc like and i'm like i just didn't i was so in the moment of just getting you guys so many interviews that like i was like so do you like pets like like it was just like (laughs) generic questions so my my goal for season three is to take this podcast and the content i create to the next level and giving you the best of the best that I can on my time. So awesome. Yeah. So that was going to be my last question. So what's in store for Stasi is uh, more, um, I guess, elaborate, but less episodes of the podcast while including maybe bringing back more builds and maybe bringing some more Rose Chronicles back and maybe some other stuff that you might share within the year to you know yeah i 
I absolutely, uh, Nari, you hit it on the head. I definitely, those, those three things is what I'm really, um, focusing on. I really just kind of want to bring it back to why I started Instagram. Cause so many people are like, you build. I was like, yeah, yeah actually, that's what I, that's, yeah. that threw me. I was like, whoa, she was like a builder for like a hot minute. Like you didn't post anything other than builds other than builds and maybe like your um follower counts on yeah. youtube and instagram that was it yes. until you hit um april when you want to start when you started promoting your other stuff but yep. that was it just builds mm -hmm. and then maybe the meme um, yes. around like june or whatever but yeah that was it i was like wow i didn't know she did all that yeah it's yeah. it's a blast from the past right and people like yeah. don't know because they like they don't scroll to the bottom of your instagram feed but I did a lot of builds last year because I was in five builders clubs last year. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun to be like, oh my God, I can actually build. And this mm -hmm. is great. Um, yeah. But I don't want, but the thing is builders get burnt out because they build all the time. And I don't want to yeah. do that. And I don't want to be a podcaster all the time because you get burnt out. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, so I just, I got to find that perfect balance of all three. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we do some special shout outs, um, is there any other final thoughts or words of wisdom you'd like to share? Um, I just want to thank everybody so much for coming along on this journey with me for the last three years. I remember clear as day, and I've told this story a couple of times on this podcast, but you know what? Why not share it again? Um, the day I started. So obviously as a millennial, you literally have to start anytime you do anything is I did something today or I did a thing today. Mm -hmm. And I said to Jason at the time we were like newly, no, it was like a year and a half into engagements, full pandemic. I was like, I, so I did a thing today, which in a millennial's world, that could be, I went to the grocery store or like, I got my PhD. Like there's no in between. I was like, I like made an Instagram account and I'm just going to like post sim stuff and he's like oh cool can i see this i was like yeah for sure and he's like what is this like two girls fighting with a double and dildo all about <laughs> and i was like what and then the sims porn um never gets old i'm so desensitized to it now um because i see it every day but oh my god at the beginning i was like oh my god um that's funny it's so funny and i was like i will never do that and i still to this day in rose college was, will never do i Mm -mm. no no smut uh sims no, for porn huh no smut no thank you i don't need to see uh boobies boobies and dogs i'm good i don't That's i funny. don't i don't need to know that like there's some poor uh cc creator out there that had to make fake penises mm. and fake boobs i i like a plus to you my dudes but uh, so you're not... telling me you don't have wicked whims in your game so i did <laughs> um and i didn't really understand like what it did I was just, mm -hmm. I was so new to mods. I just thought like I could, I use it for pose creating. Cause everyone said like, that's the best. And I was about to make an episode of Rose Chronicles and Briar was butt ass naked heading into the <laughs> shower. And I threw my laptop screen out and I almost threw it out the window. And I was like, no, getting rid of that. Uh, <laughs> don't need that in my life. Cause I, I'm a pretty vanilla game player. I don't have MCC Command Center. I don't have Tool. I don't have any. The only mod I have is the Teleporter and a fucking boatload of CC. Mm. That's it. And I don't want any more. I've got it. Like, super good. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Before we do these shout outs, I got one more clip that I want to play. Oh, my God. It's a request. It's a request. It's really short. So I'm going to play it just because I'm hoping that you will do this request. All right. Here we go. Uh, Let me see. Make sure. Wait a minute. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. All right, here we go. I want to stand up. I want to stand up. I want to. I want to go. I I have the bit in my head. I've been working on my bit for like. All right. So basically, on that episode, you had a, um, let's call it a pipe dream. You wanted to be a comedian. You wanted to do stand up. Did you ever do that stand up? I. And if you did do the bit, we want to hear it. Can we hear a piece of the bit before you do your shout outs? Oh my God. I had to call you out. I had to call you out. Okay. So you can say no, it's your show. Thank you. Um, so I actually did have a place booked. Um, so in Canada it's called yuck yucks is our, 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 our clubs. It closed down because of the pandemic. Ah. So I've never had the opportunity to do an open mic night. It's actually something that it's still very much, um, on my radar of stuff I want to do. I've never given up on it because I've been actually watching a lot of stand-up comedians and I'm like, I got this. And um, at the time, the bit I was working on was when a mother looks at her daughter as no longer like a child, but as an adult. And that moment is when your mom starts fucking swearing in the car, like uncontrollably. Like when you were a kid, it's like, oh, f- oh, fork. Like, oh no. <laughs> your moms are like, fuck you piece of shit. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and then I was also going to go into like, like my mom, like, you know, like she has like three settings now, like fucking angry car rage. um and then there's the rogers bill which is anybody in canada knows when you get your fucking rogers bill when your mom's because they're like that your every mom has to still have fucking dial-up internet a home phone and cable (laughs) and like maybe a little wi-fi and the whole bit was like my mom she'll call me like once a month and she's like so jenny i just got the rogers bill and they put it up again like another five dollars and i'm like mom just fucking cancel your goddamn tv like you don't you don't need a thousand channels you're one person it's humanly impossible she's like yeah but like what if i like want to watch something like what if i need to watch the women's network I'm like mom you watched it once like five years ago <laughs> like those fucking bastards though like they get you and i'm like oh and then she's like oh they screwed up my bill again and it's just again anybody who lives in canada knows that rogers fucks up your bill and then i was gonna wrap it all up and i was like you know how also your mom just kind of looks at you for help and it's when the fucking printer dies okay because <laughs> that's like moms don't understand printers they're like ah, it's beeping it's uh, doing all these stuff and you're like mom you're fucking hitting the printer no shit it's beeping like you fucking you got you scanned like you faxed to scan okay like i don't know how the fuck you did that um but the best bit I have is my mom has this cheap ass printer. Love you, mom. She spent $25 (laughs) on it and it's cost her like a thousand dollars in ink. Like my God, like she's just fucking, I don't know what the fuck she's printing. She's probably printing off nudes for all I fucking know. Because like she (laughs) is just going through boatloads of ink and it was throughout the pandemic. And I used to work at a print shop. So I very much know ink. 
very, very, very well. I also know how to fix a broken printer because I've done it for years. So she calls me and is like, do you Jason can fix the printer? And I'm like, mom, I can fix the printer. She's like, <laughs> yeah, but he went to university and you went to college. So I think he be a, he'll be wow. able to do it. So there's also a fun fact to this one, which, so my mom went to community college. So she grew up in Newfoundland. That's just how they referred to his college. So how she said it to me though, I went to community college. You went to college. So, but just how she went community. So anytime <laughs> I see the word community, Jason goes community. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> But that was basically, that was my bit. And then I was going to wrap it up with being like, getting married soon? Ha! Just fucking elope. Fucking elope, my dudes. (laughs) Like, but like that, like I had, it was like, I had to have a five minute bit, which means I need at least 40 minutes of thinking because five minutes of writing does not equivalent to five minutes of in, in front of the microphone. I also would have done a bunch of crowd work I also would have looked bomb as hell. So if at least I, if I fell flat on my face, I could have go. But I, I also was gonna make like London jokes and stuff, like the like my my go to London joke, and this probably would have wrapped it up. That's where you're from, right? I'm from London. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw Jim Jeffries in London, which was cool. I it was what, my first, no, it's my second comedian I think I've seen live, and he sits down at the end of the stage. And then and the night, and he's like, "What is London known for? Fucking crickets, crickets." <sighs> then you hear meth, and then you, <laughs> and then you hear the London Knights, which should have been first, and then nothing. And I'm like, "Yep, that sums up pretty London, Ontario, very well. Like very fucking meth, 100 percent meth. Everybody's yeah. on meth. Oh yeah." So, but it's just like, I would have done that. And then I get a little clout, clout, um, crowd work. And I would have said, thank you guys so much for coming. And I, I would have done it. And I would have, I That's think dope. I would have bombed, but. Um, nah, you probably would have rocked it. It's just, I, I just literally yeah. would just sit and just stare at a spot and be like, hi guys. You got to do it. It's on your bucket list still. It, you got to do it this it, year. It is on my bucket list. I hope that I have the opportunity to do it. And if I do, I will let everybody know. And be like, hi guys, I did it. I did stand nice. up and I bombed. But I would, I think now looking back, I would definitely do it more of like planning to get married. Here's every tr- trial and tribulation I've gone through, Ooh, so you guys would be can, good. so you guys can enjoy it. Um, People can relate to that too. Oh. That'll be good because with your life experience now, from just the, from that interview or that podcast you did three years ago, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be way more material you can use or include. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I would love to do a stand-up sim set, but I don't know who would listen to it or who would care. Know. Who would, I know, Daddy EA, you if you're know. listening, call See, me up. I'll know. do. I'll I'll do some stand-up for you. But yeah. All right. Special shout outs. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up with some uh, special shout outs and anything else you would like to wrap up with. I have a list here because I did not want to forget anybody because I'm very good at forgetting things. Um, I would like to thank Princess Purdue. Uh, She was my first ever interview. I love her so, so, so much. Um, She's also a, a hardcore dedicated fan of Rose Chronicles. She ended up stop being a simmer. 
follows me on Rose Chronicles to make sure she does not miss a chapter, which I love. My first ever Sims friend was Pam. I love you, Pam. Um, We did so many collabs together at the very beginning. I love you anytime I see you on. I got to shout out Luna Wendy um, as well. Disney, we... So me, Disney, and Luna were the three original girls. Mm. Um, so I used to make all of Looney, Luna's um, Disney builds um, every, when she was doing her Disney cla- um, oh. her legacy challenge. So I did every single build that it was in. So I love you. Uh, obviously, Sassmouth, my original Sim sister. I love you. I love nice. you. I love you. I hope you're good. I got to thank the Simmers Magazine as well because they hired me pretty early on to do a bunch of interviews. So there's a lot of interviews I did that were written interviews for the magazine um as well i was on the simmers digest and i did interviews there uh not only that i did the tv spotlights and some people recognize me from that and i'm like that's cool i also i also have to obviously thank our girl disney uh repping in at the most returning guests I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for always coming on here and wanting to be part of any podcast idea. I want to, I love you. I love your creativity. You're just a fucking angel. Um, I got it. She's amazing. Like she is absolutely amazing. And I'm very happy that the four of us now do podcasts because it's, it is Mm -hmm. fun. Um, I got to thank Kev, the builder, uh, Kogi creative, um, tattooed simmer. Um, obviously nard, Oh my hey. god! Hey, it's been a year. I almost forgot to put me on there, huh? Just nope. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I have, a, I have a list of like the order of how I remember meeting everybody. Um, I gotta meet. Nice. I gotta thank the Bomb Cave as well for doing charity podcast episodes with me and just, you know, like trusting me with like your mental health stories and just trust like and having you on. Um, I gotta thank Gons and obviously Alex, the awful gamer. I love him and uh, Gabby, Fiona. Uh, OMG Sims, again, I cannot iterate. I love OMG Sims. Uh, My Boy, 1991. Um, There are so many more people out there that have been along with me since day one. And I love you all so much. Thank you for coming along in this journey with me. Because it's been a wild, crazy ride. And I love everybody. And I I got a quick shout out to Mimi. I love you, Mimi. You're absolutely amazing. Um, this is like an Oscar speech where like I'm seeing like wrap up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the music cues. The music yeah, the cue. music cues. Right now, 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 now. Uh, gotta thank Daddy A for like not canceling me yet, and then thank you for us for not being canceled yet. I know, so, right? Especially right? on that cancel culture uh, I, episode. I was like, I'm about to lose some followers on this one. People actually loved that episode, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Well. I think that's everybody. And again, thank you, Nard, for so much for coming to interview me. I really do appreciate it. And not only that, I appreciate our friendship in the last year. You have become my confidant and one of my closest friends. And I and I love you so, so much. Thank you for doing No Sugar with me yeah. and being my accountability buddy, being each other's accountability buddy. Absolutely. And, and just being so supportive and honestly checking in on one another when we haven't heard from each other for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I love our friendship. Um, I, I love all the podcasts we do together and the more we learn about each other and the more mm-hmm. we learn and our audience gets to learn more exactly. about us as well exactly. and i'm so proud of you for winning a simmers award uh that was very again that felt like a humbling experience too. being 
on that list with other creators that are like already shining and doing it is just is crazy like even being on the funniest like uh simmer where mm-hmm. i'm like up against like freaking plumbella and uh fake gamer girl and uh call me kevin i'm like and then there's little old nard villain it's kind of unbelievable to be on these on these lists so it's it's crazy that um it's a humbling experience to win award you know it's crazy you are not a little simmer anymore my friend you are a big simmer you can be classified with the big simmers out there you have yeah, absolutely somebody, killed it for the last year yeah, yeah that's <laughs> crazy somebody actually spotted me at the movie theater yesterday which is crazy no really yeah yeah that's... they were like hey were you at the movies i was like yeah i was like oh shit, that's crazy i mm. love that and again i'm so excited for you to hit is it two hundred and four thousand on tick uh tiktok now 204 yeah 204k 204. and then my next milestone will be 100k on youtube which is amazing where are you at now 80 i'm at 83 83 you'll get you'll get to 100,000 by the summer i know that you will you you put out amazing content such original content and i love your videos i always get a chuckle anytime i see your face pop up on my feed i'm like yes my baby nard villain i love it yes yes well, Nara, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for here letting today. me let me interview you. I was honored, seriously. I was like, she was gonna probably say no, but I'll throw it out there, see if she'll let me interview you, interview <gasps> her. And you did, so it was awesome. All right. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so kind. And thank you for wanting to. Um, yeah. I love being on both sides of the chair. And it's the side can be nervous because I'm mm-hmm. like, I just have verbal diarrhea everywhere I go. So, um, but yes, thank you for wanting Thanks. to be here. Where can we find you, my friend? Um, all things Nard Villain. Um, Instagram is Nard Sims, but you can search Nard Villain. I'm on Twitch, Twitter, slash X. YouTube is Nard Villain. I'm also on Reddit, um, Twitch, and TikTok. All of those, Nard Villain as well. And a fun, fun story I'd like to add. So the Simmer Awards just happened. And the podcast category, because um, Simon puts out all of the categories. Well, first off, love you, Simon. Love you. Nard Villains Podcast was nominated <laughs> for best That's podcast. Crazy. So That's crazy. I love that. I love that. Uh, and I don't even have a podcast. I guess it's because they always hear me on yours, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is, the real life. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, it's just Nard's pod. We got, we got Nard's podcast or not Nard's cast. And then you have the awful podcast with the awful gamer. Mm. Just, we got, I see two spinoffs in the future. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never, never know, know where life takes you. So it's true. Anyways, Nard, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming here and interviewing. And thank you everybody who's followed me along on this journey. It's been a crazy three years I'm really excited to see what this year holds for me because at this time anything could happen I have some cool projects in the works that I'm really excited to share with everybody that's been a while in the making and I just I can't wait to kind of get back out there with season three um I did decide um the season two finale will be airing pretty soon and it's a very old interview so please bear in mind when you listen to this I was in a different headspace 
when that was filmed it was i wasn't even married yet this was filmed like back in june and i said at the mm. end i'm like i don't think i'm I'm gonna remove sims i was at a period where i was really tired of just being the, the girl that like knows the sims and i wanted to talk about other things um for season three i have decided to call it um put it keep it as the same title a sims podcast mm. because that's what it is it's a sims podcast yeah. of real life sprinkled in the in the middle but um I, I know what I want to do now. And at that time I was really lost. And I think I, I think I finally found the light to find me home. So nice. Yeah. So anyway, now where, can, now no, where can people find you, Stassi? Where can people find you? Oh my God. I need Alex. I need Alex here. Cause his plugs are amazing. He like, he just has it like ready to go. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm, I have a podcast that you're listening to. Um, so I have a podcast. Uh, if you like this video, like this video or like this podcast, please consider liking and subscribing so you never miss an episode. Uh, I am on Instagram on three different pages. You can follow me on my main page, which is Stassi J Sims 4, which is now at uh, 10,500 followers. Congratulations. Is, thank you, which is crazy. Um, I have a podcast page just dedicated to Sims content. Uh, for the podcast, which is Stassi J Unplugged Podcast. And then I have my Rose Chronicle page. You can also follow me on Twitter as Stassi J. You can also follow me on TikTok as Stassi J. I also have a Patreon page. If you like what I do and you'd like to consider uh, subscribing, please please consider doing that. Um, and season three episodes will be out. I don't know when. Uh, soon, but I am booking guests right now. So if you would like to be a guest as a written or a podcast interview, please reach out to me. I would love to have you on. Um, and I think that's everything. Nice. Yes. Well, again, Nara, thank you so much for coming here and interview. Again, absolute honor to have one of my best friends interview me. And thank you, everybody, for coming along on this journey. I love you all very, very much. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Dag, dag.